Thank you for tuning in to the Once an Athlete podcast hosted by Emily Watson, Once an Athlete, Always an Athlete. Once an Athlete provides resources and relatable content for athletes that are either competing or no longer competes. This is also a resource for parents of athletes to help know how to support them. Anywhere from how to stay healthy physically and mentally to how to make a career choice, we will provide the support. Our mission is to provide resources and relatable content for athletes who compete or used to compete. All right, I have Michelle Sass here um, on the phone. Thank you for being here, Michelle. Oh, yeah, thank you for having me. Yeah, of course. Uh, Michelle, um, we were connected through another um, interview that I had with Mariah Mulcahy, and so they grew up as neighbors next to each other in St. Helens, Oregon. Um, And so Michelle uh, played softball as a utility player, um, mostly left or right or or second base, right? Yeah, Um, yeah. Yes, you played at Oregon State as a 2019 grad, yep. and you graduated um, with your degree in kinesiology and pre-med, and then you went to Alabama, and you still are a grad student. You're graduating in about a month with yeah, a, yeah. Master's, a master's in uh, kinesiology and sport admin, um, a sport admin program. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. the uh, Master's in Kinesiology Sport Administration Program. Okay, awesome. And now you are also, you're doing that and you're a full-time academic advisor slash tutor coordinator for student-athletes at the University of Idaho. Um, So you're super busy right now. That's awesome. (laughs) (laughs) But in your free time, in your free time, you love to, um, she loves to hunt, uh, go fishing, do outdoorsy things, absolutely loves country music, country concerts, spending time with family. She has a cat that's a brat. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And yeah, so I'm super excited to talk to you, Michelle. Yeah, no, I'm super excited to be here. Thank you so much. Yeah, you're welcome. Um, I'm super excited. So um, when did you start playing sports? Um, I think I'm pretty sure I started playing just whenever I could run, honestly. Um, I had an older sister and um, I remember the first time I ever played softball, I was six, so, um, and I played with her, so I'm going to say I started playing, well, I might have played soccer before that, so, like, five or six. Yeah, super young, and yeah. how did, how did having an older sister kind of have an effect on your athletic career then? Um, so, basically, I, I did whatever she did, and one day when, after soccer, she said, mom, I'm tired of playing soccer because I get kicked all the time. I was like, yeah, me too. I don't like soccer. (laughs) And, you know, I probably like soccer just fine, but my sister didn't want to play. So I was like, no, I'm not playing. Like I need to do whatever my sister does. And, um, and so so she ended up just playing strictly softball. Um, and so I was like, all right, well, I'm going to play softball. And, I kind of did some other things, like I rode horses, played volleyball a little bit, played basketball um, a little bit through high school um, up until I was a sophomore. But um, so I kind of eventually like did other sports while she mainly just did softball, but um, she's the whole reason I got into it. Okay, awesome. And did she um, did she go to college like you did? Um, she played one year at Chemeketa Community College in Salem, um, okay. and then she ended up 
um, her path just changed a little bit and she decided to um, just be a normal student at Boise State. Okay, awesome. Um, so I love that you were super well-rounded and had a lot of different sports. Um, did you, when did you start playing competitively? Um, I believe it was around 11 or 12. Um, I, we went to, like, we had a, a small little hometown team and we went to state and like 10 C state. And so we were super young and terrible and, but it was so much fun. And then that was my first like glimpse at what travel ball was like. Um, mm -hmm. And so then my parents, I don't really know who my parents talked to or what they did, but um, they kind of, they started taking us to um, a hitting coach and then that hitting coach helped us get onto like a travel team, uh, my sister and I, and then Mariah as well. And um, I think Mariah might've already, Mariah was a step ahead of me, I think. Um, and, um, but yeah, so the, that hitting coach kind of helped us like get into more competitive travel ball. And then I played, um, Ryan and I played on the same team, um, okay. for our entire travel ball career. Okay. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, how did, how do you think growing up in such a small town, um, 45 minutes ish away from Portland, like how did that affect your sport? Um, I, I didn't really realize how much it affected my sport until I, um, honestly, until I went to college, I, um, never, it, it's just different. You have to, you have to travel, you have to be willing to travel to practice. So the, the shortest drive that I took to practice was, um, 45 minutes to Portland. And then if we try, if we practice one place in Beaverton or, um, something, it was at least an hour and 15 minutes with traffic. And, um, so I was doing that depending on the week, like three to five times a week, plus tournaments and plus practicing at home and all that fun stuff. And like, so it was tough in the sense of like, I had to travel far for it, but then also like the, the under, like people have a love for the game, right. But they don't necessarily yeah. have like the understanding and the ability to teach it at the level of what you need to be at to play division one softball. Um, which is just yeah. fine. Um, but I had to travel to get that knowledge and to get that experience. And whereas um, people who kind of grow up in a little bit bigger area or, um, or just like, I mean, comparing my, um, my experience to like people who grew up in California, it's like, mm -hmm. you, you, you have like division one softball players all around you. Whereas like Mariah and I, we don't, we were, we just, it just kind of happened. Um, and, yeah. uh, and it, it's a really cool story that it happened and stuff, but, um, it's, it was, it was difficult for sure. Did you and Mariah, um, like carpool together to a lot of things? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. We learned, yeah. um, we learned how to drive together. She was, a month, she's about a month older than me. So like we learned how to drive together. I remember when she got her permit, I'm pretty, I was probably one of the first people that she had driven like with, um, her mom <laughs> in the car. And because like we were driving to practice and then vice versa. And then, um, my mom told me when I, I got my license in Oregon, you have to wait six months before you can have a passenger. That's not your sibling. She goes, you and Mariah are siblings, <laughs> Yep. <laughs> um, you know, cause we weren't going to take two cars. Um, so we would carpool and sometimes we would drive separately, but yeah, I, I think we, I think we carpooled a lot, honestly. Yeah. I totally relate with that. Yeah. 
Um, okay, moving on to your college um, career. Um, so your degree was kinesiology pre-med. Um, do you mm. feel like you would have done a different degree if you weren't a student athlete? Um, I don't think so. I, I think that I probably would have, I would have for sure done kinesiology. I was interested. I was initially like wanting to do physical therapy, like since I was in the eighth grade and then it transformed into being into pre-med when I was like a freshman or sophomore in college. Um, and I think I still would have done that. And honestly, I probably would have followed through with it. Um, I think that if I wouldn't have been an athlete, there's no way I would have gotten my master's in sport administration. So undergrad, yes. Grad, no. Yeah, like it it, it kind of led you to the right path. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, that makes sense. Um, and then, so we talked about this before we hit record, but maybe say it again. On um, how how did you decide to go to grad school? Um, yeah. So I uh, I was retaking some classes so I can get a better G, a better GPA so that I could. Um, be a more desirable candidate for med school and I was taking organic chemistry and then I believe I was taking biochemistry at the same time or maybe it was microbiome one of the two but I was taking two classes and I was on my way um, to see one of my old teammates in California for the weekend but I was going to take a test at a testing center near the airport before flying out and somehow I scheduled a test on a day that the testing center was closed and, um, which I, I still, I don't know how that happened. Um, I don't know how they allowed me to do that. And, but I showed up to the testing center, it was closed. And I was like, well, I'd already been feeling like I didn't want to pursue, um, medicine anymore. And I didn't know what I was doing. And I just felt like super stuck and lost and I was taking gap year and my gap year wasn't going how I was planning or how I had planned for it to go. And I showed up to the testing center, it was closed. And I was like, well, if this isn't a sign, I don't know what is. I left, went on the airport, or I went into the airport, called my friend. I was like, hey, I think I'm going to withdraw from these classes, withdrew, and um, got on a plane and had a good weekend in California. And then I was like, well, now you got to figure out what you actually want to do. And so then I um, I uh, talked to a couple of my old mentors at Oregon State and decided to apply to grad school. And I applied um, to, the, like, essentially the same program at three different universities. I applied to Texas, Georgia, and Alabama, and Alabama was my first choice. I got accepted, um, I think, a month or two later, and then I moved um, in, when did I move? January 3rd of 2021. Nice. So, yeah. That's That sounds like an eventful gap year. Um, yeah, my gap year turned into two years, or a year and a half, oh. maybe. Yeah, because of COVID. Um, mm -hmm. So I, and then I was supposed to move like six months earlier than I did to Alabama. And then once again, because of COVID, like I wasn't going to move somewhere across the country and um, potentially have to only take online classes without any friends. So I was like, I think I'm going to defer a semester. So I just like started online, actually. Yeah. I didn't defer, but yeah. Yeah, yeah. Because that's right. Because you're 2019 and 2018. So it's like, I'm trying to remember the timeline. Right. Yeah, because I graduated in 2018 and then graduated from Tulsa in 2018 and then I went to Oregon fall of 2019 mm -hmm. and I was I was there for the fall term and then 
in the middle of the winter term or towards the end of the winter term is when everything shut down. So, right. Yeah. It was so So weird. weird. Yeah. And I, yeah, I was home for like that whole entire gap year and like everything worked out just fine, but it was like my, my gap year is nothing like what I expected. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And my, my experience at Oregon was absolutely not what I expected because of COVID because it was so different like than the beginning when I came in. Yes. No, 100%. And still to this day, like nothing, especially in Oregon is nothing is really back to normal. I guess I haven't really been to, I haven't been to a softball game, but um, I haven't been back to Oregon state, but I've been uh, in Corvallis and everything. It's just so different now. Yeah. Yeah, I can't believe I I went to practices with masks on the entire time. Um, yeah. I well the the thing that made the difference was having class online, so right. it it all it almost made me focus better on class to watch it back and uh, watch the like recordings back when I have the right mindset. Right. Yeah. And that's yeah. It like it's so weird to consider the whole um, 2020 like COVID pandemic and stuff a blessing yeah. because it's 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 not for a lot of people and it, it's right. not for it's not it wasn't for me in some ways but at the same time like I mean the best thing that I found that I could do was like take it and and use like the time with my family the time with yeah. an online class or like anything to my advantage and was super thankful that I had the opportunity to do so and was able to stay safe and healthy during that time but it's like it's so hard to it's it was it was hard it was a hard yeah. year and I'm sure it was for everybody yeah, and and having that time off, that that first like, what was it, like month of it, it was super quiet, and that's when at least I realized like staying busy and having plans is so yes. important. Yeah. yeah, 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 and it, yeah, it was just such a such a shock, such a shock. Yeah. yeah, and with that, so how was the transition out of playing competitive sports like for you? Like, how did you cope with all the newfound free time? Yeah, it was, it was pretty hard. Um, I, it was like so much change just at one time and there was so much uncertainty. So, um, immediately following graduation, I had a public health internship in Botswana. So I, and that's in like the Southern um, part of Africa. And so I spent my first, the first month of my gap year in a um foreign country <laughs> with oh no gosh. service yeah it was it was fun and I was anticipating it and it was we were busy and um it was a great experience I it was absolutely fantastic um and so I started off there and then it was nice having that plan but once again like that was towards the pre-med route and that was when I started to be like okay do I want to be pre-med do I not want to be pre-med right. and then um and then I got home and so I had moved home during my gap year, which is um, just fine. Um, but I, I like took pride in my independence. And so all of a sudden I felt like my independence was gone. I just felt like I had this wonderful, um, like four years of growing up and finding out mm-hmm. who I was and like being an adult. And then all of a sudden I'm back with my parents and, yep. and that adjustment was um, very, very difficult to say the least. Um, and so I was, and and I was also, like, going through a transition of, like, what do I want to do with my life? Like, what do I do with – what do I want to yeah. do with my career? And I was doing that, like – so I was having, like, 
a, uh, I guess you can call it an academic, but like a, a professional identity crisis because I didn't want to do it on that sense. And then I also like struggled with a lot of body image and um, getting myself to go to the gym was easy, but it also like, I struggled in two different ways in that sense. I um, like still went to the gym consistently, but if I, if I missed a workout, I, w I was like, this is unacceptable. Like, why are you missing a workout? And I just, I had no grace for myself. Like I would, yeah. I would be missing a workout to go to like a family dinner and, um, or do something with my friends or like enjoy my yeah. life. And then I was like, well, yeah. but you didn't work out. Like, that's not okay. And yeah. so I had to like retrain my brain to realize like, it's okay if you don't work out every single day. Like yeah. it's, it's for some people, like that's not normal <laughs> and your normal yeah. is now different. Yeah. Um, yeah. and then I also like struggled with like, immediately I was like, okay, well, I don't need to be this strong anymore. And like, there's no yeah. reason for me to look like this anymore. Um, and so I automatically was like, okay, the body I have, I no longer have a use for it. Um, yeah. So it was, it was, it was, this, it was a struggle um, in, in multiple different aspects. But then I was also having fun. Like I was um, go, I was in, it was my first um, fall of football where I could like go be a normal human at a football game and, um, tailgate and enjoy the non-student athlete life of tailgating and then um, could like I didn't have to plan um, I could be home for all of winter break all of spring break and yeah. I mean I'm not saying I didn't really have any breaks but like I could be home for major milestones and I didn't mm -hmm. I could plan my own life and I could plan ahead and stuff so like there was a lot of the freedom aspects of being able to plan things was super fun um, yeah, and I loved it, and that wasn't a transition whatsoever. That was just like, heck yeah, I could do whatever I want. Um, yeah, but but a lot of the other things was was a struggle, and um, and and then COVID happened, so that was um another transition that everybody had to had to overcome. But yeah, so that it was it wasn't smooth by any means, um, and it took it took a lot of time um to figure things out to say the least. So yeah. Yeah, so not only did were you having struggles with finding out what you wanted to do with your career, but you also were having struggles with like your workout routine and then but then it's like, oh, I really actually am enjoying having my weekends and evenings. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 It was like I love to be free, but I still and and it was hard too cuz it was like I feel I felt better when I was working out. So it's like mm -hmm. I still want to work out but I don't think I need to work out in this way. So how can I work out that's enjoyable? And like, yeah. um, so as I realized that I was like, okay, like if I go for a walk with my mom after work or my, my sister, or my mom or my dogs or whatever, like that's still being active. Like that's, that's, yeah. that's okay. You don't have to like, I don't have to have this grueling five hour workout. I mean, not saying right. we, I, we didn't, we didn't have five hour workouts, but like, um, yeah, I, I, you don't have to have this grueling, like, two and a half hour long practice plus weights and then exactly. do, um individual like stuff on your own too. And like, you don't yeah. have to do that to like be physically fit. And like, yeah. um, so the more I realized like I could um, uh, like kayak or um, go for a walk or hike or anything like that, I just started to find different ways to be active. And so yeah. once I figured that out, the transition like just kind of flowed yeah. and felt better and, um, but yeah, it was it was a struggle at first.
it's it's like you're only kind of exaggerating on the five hour day because it really was four hours. <laughs> plus, plus Literally. if you did if you did like extra, then then it is five hours. Yeah. But, well, and I yeah. like I walked to class too because I lived right. Yeah, campus, that's but, like, true. Yeah, but my classes were on the. I lived I lived basically right next to campus, but my classes yeah. were. I lived on the athletic side of campus, and I um my classes were on the complete other side, like the the farthest edge of campus and it was like a mile walk which is fine um yeah. but like walking a mile there walking a mile back and then like that's going practice and oh yeah, yeah it's yeah it was it was yeah. an adjustment and I mean like the weight your weight like fluctuates and and that was weird and like and you're like wow I, I actually don't need to eat three plates for breakfast every day so like I had to <laughs> yeah. like like retrain myself and like learn what the amount of um I I had to learn what food was good for me essentially like as mm-hmm. a non-athlete and I had to like change my diet and like so when I said when I say like literally everything in my life changed basically everything in my yes. life changed <laughs> yes the lifestyle changed the everything and that's a that's another reason uh we'll get into this next about like um, deciding to be a coach or not because it's like the same it's a, it's pretty much the same lifestyle right. so if you do thrive off of that then that's perfect fit for you but for me I I'm the same with you I loved uh, having the extra free time so that's yeah kind of why I decided not to be a coach but um, yeah back on the whole working out everyday thing I I remember like in my gap year I went to some sort of event thing and met this new lady and she was talking about health and she went around and asked everyone how often they work out and everyone was like three times a week for 30 minutes and I was like um every single day for 60 minutes and to me I was thinking that was not enough because I'm used to working out three times a day like total of like five hours per day like I felt like I wasn't doing enough and turns out I'm doing way more than everyone yeah yeah and that's like it's a hard pill to swallow which is weird it's, yeah. It's, yeah. Yeah, it's definitely quite a change, and like the standards you used to are not the same. One hundred percent. One hundred percent. Yeah. So going okay with that. Um, did you consider being a coach, a full time coach? Um, no, no, I didn't. I really didn't t- touch a softball for. I'm. I don't think. I think it was like a year. I didn't touch a softball for a long time. Um. I just, I was, like, struggling so much personally and, like, lo- but I, I, w- I love to watch softball. Right. Um, and so I would watch it, and I'm like, oh, my gosh, yes, like, I, this gets me juice. Like, I love it. Um, mm-hmm. But, like, do I want to go play softball? No. Um, and, yeah. but like you said, too, I, I love, um, I love softball, and I want to be a resource for people, and I want to be able to, like, help people have the same love and passion that I have for it. Um, but I don't think I have the time commitment for at least like at at a, at a college level, there's no way. Um, yeah. Like, like you said, I love my weekends. I, um, I love my summers. I, I just, you know, honestly, like I could, I could coach and like travel every weekend, but like recruiting in the summer, I think I would, I I just year round handle that. Yes. No, literally seven days a week year year round. Yes. Yeah. Um, Which takes a special no level way. of commitment. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And like, it's cool, but at the same time, it's like, you're not only would you, I think what it is, is like, 
not only would you be doing the college softball aspect of things, which was, it's great. Um, you would then be going, you'd be regressing almost and you'd be going to, um, you'd be back in like the tournament, like the tournament ball aspect of things and which are two completely different grinds and two, they're yeah. great on their own, but just, you would be grinding both of them. And I'm like, Oh no, maybe not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. One and... time would be fine. Like, totally, absolutely grateful for all the coaches I've had in my entire life and the bosses that I had while I was helping coach. And and it's just, I feel like it's not really for me, but I found that I, I found that I don't, don't absolutely hate coaching. I think I just, I, like you, I haven't really picked up a softball. Like, in my TikToks, I have... I have bats in my TikToks because yeah. I I left my glove at my grandma's house, so all I have oh, is no. a bat. <laughs> I think that's funny, but but um, yes, no, yeah. but yeah, I I realize that I'm I still absolutely love softball. I get super passionate about it, and I and I'm that's why I'm starting this. And I have I volunteer as a mentor for an athlete, and I I realize that I really love talking to her about softball, but I don't know if I could commit to being a full-time coach yes yeah definitely yeah. have a uh, my respect for their time and dedication has yeah. um, grown immensely since realizing the amount of uh, work that they put into being a coach and how much right like you know if you what made me think about it is like for every and I work with coaches now and I understand how much time and stuff they put into it and I'm like yeah I I put in a lot of time to my job and um I just don't think, uh, yeah. I, the the it's a great. I have so much respect for them and all that they yes, do. And I just I exactly just it's for me. But like, but I worked a couple of softball camps at Alabama, and um, and Murph is great, and and we um, he put on a fun, fun, fun camp, and like being able to work that again, I was like, wow. Like, I mean, do I want to coach? Like, I had. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, I was like, do I do I want to coach? And I was like. I, it was the best, like, couple of weeks of – it was, like, two separate weeks, and it was the best couple of camps in the world. And, like, the girls were awesome, and we were just having fun, and it was a way for me to, like, be competitive again without – I didn't have to, like, be physically sore after. Um, yeah. And so I did consider it, and then I was like, um, yeah, no. I enjoyed <laughs> it for, like, the two weeks. Um, but, um, yeah, I – and, like, and I also really enjoyed the age group of, like, the 11 to 14 year olds because mm -hmm. they're they're like skilled and like um uh they're skilled enough to actually listen to what you're saying but they're they're also at the age where it's like they still just want to do it because they love playing and yeah. they they love they want to like um take in everything that you're saying and um they think that you're the coolest human and they don't think that they're know-it-alls or whatever right and so i absolutely love that age and so like if I were to coach, um, like, lessons or anything like that, um, or even, like, a small little travel ball team or whatever, I would definitely do, like, that age group is a little bit more up my alley because they are super receptive to feedback and, like, still love the game and, and yeah, kind of just, like, do it because they love to play. So that's, like, a refreshing little, little yeah. side gig that maybe I'll pick up in the future, but... Yeah, and I feel like you can always go back and help coach at really any camp. Like if you just reached out to even Idaho, like I'm sure they would, um, right? They would have you. Like that's something that you can always go back and do. Like even when you're 
super like you're retired from your career like that's so long from now and you can still come back and be like I I played at the Division yeah. One Power Five level and yeah, um, and you're I, like I know what I'm talking about <laughs> exactly, and it's fun and it's something that you can always do casually and like that's something that I plan on doing is whenever I have the time and um, and then when I can I plan on helping with Tulsa or Oregon camps in the future. Um, it's something right. that you don't have to like fully commit to, but it's like it's fun and then like you get to reconnect with your softball people for a couple of weeks and it's, it's fun. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's uh, something I'm definitely looking forward to. Yeah. So what was one of your favorite moments while competing? Um, so I was a walk-on at Oregon state. Um, I, I mean, technically a preferred walk-on. So like I knew I was going to Oregon state, but, um, and I knew I was going to play softball there, but I didn't have, like it wasn't the traditional walk-on experience where you like you try out or whatever. Um, like mm-hmm. I knew the coaches I had been talking to, them. Um, but um, so I didn't have a scholarship, and I um, also wasn't expecting to like start at, like my freshman year at least. And so my the very end of my sophomore year, the last Pac-12 series against Cal, I um, started, and it was it was the coolest moment to me. Like it just. It was the whole, like, I'm a, like, product of a small town, and um, I just, like, I didn't have a scholarship. I hadn't, I didn't play, I was only a base runner my freshman year, um, had very limited at-bats, and just, like, the moment I saw my name on the starting lineup, like, I knew I was starting that day, um, but, like, the moment I saw my name on the starting lineup, I screenshot it, and I still have the screenshot to this day, and, like, I was like, dang, like, this is cool. This, it's, yeah. it just felt like all of my hard work had been, had, like, paid off, and, like, I was being rewarded for my hard work, and just, like, the feelings of all feelings. I, I, uh, yes. it was, it was great. I had, like, a sack bunt. I don't know if I, I think I might have had a hit, but it, I at least had a sack bunt. No, I did have a hit, and, um, and, but I had a sack bunt, and I had a hit, and I was like, this is great. <laughs> like, this is awesome. Um, so the, for sure my for sure my favorite moment and and I didn't talk like I didn't talk about it I didn't brag about it like um I just I it was like a it was a moment that was super super personal to me and like mm-hmm. um obviously anybody could see that I was starting which is fine but it was like nobody saw the amount of work that I had put in to like get that starting spot on on that day and yeah. um. And yeah, so I, I I don't know. I felt like I was part of the club too. Like like oh dang, like I'm I, I'm here. Like I'm actually <laughs> playing at the Power Five level. Like Pac-12 Power Five. Here we go. I I'm here. I deserve to be here. I put the work in. Like everything just came full circle, and it was it was fantastic. But the best screenshot of my life. I'll tell you that. <laughs> so that far. is so awesome. That is a really really touching story, and I hope it's motivating to anyone who's um kind of in that same position that you were or are going to be in that position and listening to this, I I hope that's motivation to keep working hard because you will see the day that you um, start if you just believe in yourself and work hard. Yes. No, for real. Yeah. For real. Yeah. And just taking advantage of every opportunity is like the best thing you can do for yourself. Yeah, that's super awesome. That's two claps for you. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> and now I'm like, and, and, and it's so funny because like now, um, now it doesn't matter, right? Like, 
Um, but to me at that one time, it was like, that's, this is the only thing that matters. Like I need to do anything and everything to make yeah. it. And, and now it's like, Oh, well I did it. And now it's like, well, well but it's I, still like, it's, it's still like, um, really shapes who I am. And, um, yeah. Yeah. And stuff like that. But like in the, in the grand scheme of things, it's like, okay. But it, it was like, yeah, such, I, was, I couldn't have, I, I have, I don't know if I've, felt a moment since then where I have been more proud of myself than I was in that moment so it's like the moment is just unbelievably special like the physical aspect of things that happened like whatever that's fine but like I was so unbelievably proud of myself and I just like strive yeah. to make myself proud of myself every day like that like that's it was a cool yeah. moment that's the awesome thing about sports is having a super like overwhelming like moment where you're so proud of yourself but like it's not like you're like bragging on yourself. Like you, you feel like you made it. Like yes, that's, yes, that's something you can take on in your whole life. Right. Yeah. And like, and you also like you don't feel you're not going to brag about yourself because it's like this that moment like spoke for itself. You know. Yeah. I didn't have to brag. I didn't have to talk about it because it was like this. Like my that my name in the starting lineup was was it spoke for itself and it was just like it was so cool and like. And um, I remember I was, like, playing against, um, like, Jasmine Jackson or, like, Annie Aldretti. They were – because they were on Cal, and I was like, oh, my gosh. Like, I have watched these people, it, which is, like, a fangirl moment. Like, whatever. I like, <laughs> Yeah. But, like yeah. – but um, – and I was like, I have watched these people. I know their name. And now they yeah. have the opportunity to know mine. And yes. And so it was just, like – it was – it was cool, and and I was a little bit of a fangirl, but that's fine, whatever. Um, but yeah, no, it was it was a cool moment for sure. That's super awesome. Um, so with that, uh, my last couple of questions that I ask everyone. Um, so first of all, what advice would you give to someone who's recently done playing a sport? Hmm. Um. Honestly, take it slow. Like it, it but also like take it slow and let yourself feel all the feelings. Like don't, um, it is, it's almost like a grieving process as dramatic as that seems. It's like, but you have to, you have to take in all the adjustments and, um, and don't try and rush things and also don't try and overlook things. Like I think I tried so hard to be like, no, I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. But But I wasn't. And just taking it slow and understanding like, okay, life is going to be different. You don't really know how things are going to happen, but just let it happen and appreciate the little things. So appreciate the time with your family, appreciate the other things that you get to do because you're no longer doing your sport. Um, And then, but also like appreciate the time that you had playing that sport and find ways that you can use the lessons and um, the skills you learned while playing and be able to apply them into like make them applicable to your life and find ways that they make sense so that you can like expand that appreciation mm-hmm. and just really um, focus on that. And um, yeah. And just take it slow. It's, I wish I would have, wish I yeah. just would have taken a chill pill and, and <laughs> relax a little bit, but I didn't, yeah. but here we are. And eventually <laughs> it forced its way, forced its way mm-hmm. to like make me force me to um, take it a little bit slower. But once we got there, um, and I mean, we're still getting there, but once I realized that everything happens and everything happens for a reason, take it slow is the best way to, to look at things. 
yeah, I feel like it's super hard to really take that, like, take that kind of advice, but it's like, please take that advice. Like we, yeah. we all, we all, um, I would, I would say a, a majority of us have felt that way. And it's just like, we, we should really take that advice into yeah. account when you, when you're, when you're recently done playing competitively, cause it was your whole life, but like, yeah. So. Yeah. And the, and it was like, I think that the, um, another, like the best piece of advice I can give is like, especially playing college softball or whether you're stopping, like whether you're a graduating senior or from high school or college or um, no longer playing on a specific travel team. It's like, keep in contact with those people. Um, I remember bawling my eyes out the day of graduation because my three of my best friends were moving away. They were, they were moving home. I was moving home and my, my family's like, why are you crying? And I'm like, yeah. I'm never going to see them again, which is yep. obviously me being dramatic, but like, I, but it's different. It's like you, I no longer had the ability to like, if I was having a bad day or something, I never, I no longer had the ability to just be like, Oh, well I'm going over to Jess's. Like I'm going to Gaines. Yeah. Like I'm just going to go and hang out with my friends and then I'll eventually go back home later. And yeah. um, so like that, but like, so then I, I would FaceTime them a lot and call them a lot, which is, is just fine in my opinion. But Um, but definitely like keeping, recognizing that the relationships with those, your college friends are going to change, but like, those are some of the best relationships in the world. So like maintaining them is super, super important as well. Yeah, definitely. And I, um, I had one teammate that I played all four years with at at Tulsa, her name's Shelby. Mm -hmm. And she was like my best friend. And I was like super upset when our Tulsa season ended my senior year, um, crying like uncontrollably. And people, I remember people asking me like, what, why are you crying? You still get to play pro. And it's like, cause I never get to play with Shelby again. Right. Cause I, yeah, I never get to play with any of these people again. I never get to be near all my friends that are in other sports here at Tulsa. Like it is, so yeah. not the same right and it's just like yeah. that bond that you get like like you said it's that bond you get with not only um not only the people on your team but like the others as well and like the baseball team won a national championship when you were there and like and now some of those people they're like getting into the pros and I'm just like oh my gosh like these people were like they were the best people when yeah. we all came in for like summer bridge our freshman year and like we were just children that came in and we they wanted to play baseball we wanted to play softball and or like I have some of my um good friends were on the rowing team the track team it's like yeah but they're all it's it's so cool to like just see everybody grow up and like and but like keeping those relationships and like being proud of them regardless of where they're at in life is just like phenomenal but it was it was hard leaving all of them because you're just like not only am I leaving my best friends and my sport like I'm leaving a community and um and like everything that went um uh like the non-athletic side of um college like the late nights the grocery Mm -hmm. store the you know Kayleen and I would go to Dairy Queen at least once a week and it's like it was just an adjustment for sure for us it was uh Brahms or um uh Andes those are the ice cream places yeah yeah and it, it was it was, I was just talking about this with one of my golf friends, um, and 
it's like I can go back to Tulsa like and visit, but it's not the same because all my friends live in different cities, and it's not the same. Like everyone's no. all in Tulsa at that moment, and every single year it's a different group of people, and yeah, just yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's yeah. not like that. It's not that the the moments get worse as you get older; they just get different. And like yeah. you start, um, and they're different. It's just different. So like yeah. appreciating the the time during college and like the stuff afterwards is great too. Um, yeah. I have friends like some of my uh, uh, McKenna Partain who played at Minnesota. She just got engaged, and I'm going to be in her wedding. And like, and so, like that's a new milestone. I I was just I was just like bragging on her for being like Big Ten Player of the Week or whatever. Mm-hmm. And now she's getting married, and I'm like, okay, we have something else to celebrate, you know? And it's like, and and some yes. of my teammates are are they're already married or like some are having kids, and it's like, yeah, it's it's like life just changes and so just appreciating everything that you get to yeah. do in college um so that yeah. you can um continue to build upon those relationships and like and appreciate yeah. all the little things and all the milestones that happen afterwards yes and all the friends that like i at least i mean it sounds like the same for you is um like keeping in touch with them like it gives you the opportunity to go visit them around the world and take trips yeah. to see them and and it's super cool to have that relationship afterwards as well right yeah. Um, and then what advice would you give to someone who's currently playing a sport? Um, I guess that kind of answered it a little bit. But. No, right. But, I mean, like, that's, like, on, like, a really, like, personal level. But, like, um, for the for the sport side, like, just keep it keep it simple. And, like, I played my best when I was having fun and I was mentally right. Like, I talk to some of my student athletes about this now and, and like, and I just like, I wish I could just like beat it into their head. Like if you are not mentally right, like you will not play to your highest potential. And so like, and just really, 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 and obviously like, I'm not going to yell with them because that's that's kind of like defeating the purpose, but like, um, but I really stress the importance of, of um, their mental health and making sure that they are, enjoying whatever sport they're playing and so like that's my biggest piece of advice is like make sure that you are finding something regardless of how hard it is and regardless of how how much of a grind it is or if you're unhappy in one location like remember why you played the game like sometimes I I cry for my younger self because I'm like so proud of who I became because like she like my when I was like ten, right? I dreamed about playing college softball, and I thought the college softball players were the coolest people in the world. And then when I became a college softball player, I was like, okay, I'm not a cool, but, um, but like I um playing for the person that just loved the game so much was when I played my best, and I didn't care about any external factor in the world. And um, so like keep it simple, and just make sure make sure you're taking care of yourself because that's when you're going to play your best and that's when you're going to feel, um, feel the best too. And like, and mental health is uh, super important with every human in the world. So, um, yeah, particularly in our, our case, you know, as student athletes, it's rather important as well. You know, it's it's crazy you say that. I totally forgot. Um, I had written on my glove on like my thumb where I could see it. Mm -hmm. I had written, keep it simple. Yeah. 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 And and everybody's like, oh, well, that's cliche. And uh, no, it's it's 
so unbelievably important because there's so many yeah. times you like work up a scenario or or you freak out about play or you overthink an error or whatever but it's like well it's my my coach um I was I remember I was up to bat against Utah my junior year and um and I I wasn't having the best game and I hadn't been playing all that great um like the weekend before and that weekend and um she goes you look like you care. And I was like, what? I was like, yeah, duh, mm-hmm. I care. <laughs> yes, I care. And she goes, no, like, like the other, um, my, she told me my other at-bats, I, she, she used a different word. Um, but like my other at-bats, she was like, you just look like you didn't care who was watching, who was there, what your stats were, but you were going to like give your all. And I was like, gosh, yeah, I guess you're right. And, like, the more I didn't care, the more I just kept it simple and just played the game of softball or whatever game anybody listening is playing, Um, the better I played and the better I felt about it. And the better, like, it was just, it was therapy, you know, at that point Yeah, when that happened. so Yeah, like, caring to an extent, like, not overworking yourself over it. Yes, yes, exactly. Uh, Well, well, thank you for that. Uh, Do you have anything else to add? Um, No, I mean, honestly, I... uh, I'll say like go bees and roll tide because love that <laughs> and go vandals. Obviously, I work for them, um, but uh, and I'll say go bees, roll tide, and go vandals for forever. And then I'll add another school. I'm I'm sure in the in the future, and then I'll say that one yeah. too. And basically, I'm just a sports fan, so I'll, I'll yeah. hopefully I don't make my rounds around the country. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and I'll be saying every school by the end of it. There are a couple of schools I will never say. Um, but, um, but other than that, I, uh, yeah, just making your way through all the conferences. <laughs> <laughs> no, for real. Oh my gosh. What do I, I have an SEC, Pac-12 and Big Sky now. So it's like, <laughs> what's next? And, and honestly, oh that won't be for a hot minute because I love my job and I love the place I'm at. Um, but like, holy moly, moving is moving now. Yeah. It's yeah. tough. I uh I have to say with that rain cane and go ducks. Yeah, there we see that's you know, that second one's a cool I'm never gonna say. Um, okay, well thank you so much for your time. I know we went over way longer than expected. Um so thank you so much okay. for thank you so much for your time. I really enjoyed our conversation. Um Yeah, Perfect. thank you. Yeah, well, thank no you problem. for being on this. Um, thank you for your time, and I super enjoyed our conversation. Um, yeah. Yeah, no, thank you so much. I I really enjoyed it as well, and I once again, I, I think what you're doing is absolutely fantastic. Thank you for listening to this podcast. If you enjoyed listening, please be sure to follow us on Instagram, TikTok, and Spotify at Once an Athlete, Facebook at Once an Athlete Crew, and find our channel on YouTube, which is linked on the header of our website, www.onceanathlete.com.